0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pants Party Podcast. I am your host this evening. I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Ben Ross, one of your managing editors of Blackheart Bold Pants. And uh, joining us tonight, we are without uh, my loyal co-editor, Max Brecky. He is out with a case of bad shooting. So instead, we mm. have Harrison Starr, the Ken Palm Prince. Uh, Harrison, how are we doing tonight?
1: I am doing great. I am sipping an ice-cold Longboard Island Lager because my wife and I are amongst the most uh, simple-minded people when it comes to advertisements. We see this all weekends, so we just have to get some. And we went to, to uh, this brewery when we were in uh, Hawaii this past summer, so a little bit of a soft spot in our heart, and it is delicious. I don't care what Max has to say. How about you, Ben? Ben?
0: Uh, I'm doing great, just drinking water for the evening. You know what they say, drink, drink, water, sleep, sleep alone, and I've been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, Coming at you, uh, following Iowa's heart, (laughs) gut-wrenching, 83-77 loss uh, to Tennessee in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, A game, actually I just want to go back real quick. Harrison, you're getting served Kona Brewing ads up in Bentonville, Arkansas a lot.
1: Yeah, so like, I mean, they, they've They're, they've been playing nationally on ads. I really
0: don't know if I've been seeing any.
1: That's wild. I, I guess it just depends on where you're at. But maybe it was because uh, you're watching the app. That might have been it. Um, but I think we saw it on both the app and the television. Oh, so.
0: you're watching it on the app. It's because you probably follow them on Instagram. And you're just being served up the wazoo by their goddamn marketing company.
1: You know what? That's probably what happened. She got she saw some Miller Lite ads, we got Miller Lite, I mean, we would have gotten Miller Lite anyways, let's be right, honest, right. but, but uh, between the Kona, the Miller Lite, the King Sioux I brought down from Iowa, which I finished this weekend, unfortunately. It's oh, been it a good it
0: took you that long to finish it?
1: Well, I didn't want to drink it all in front of my parents.
0: Ah, of course, of course. Um... <laughs> Let me see, where was I in the beer department this week? Uh, nothing much. I had a, a nice Hopewell uh, red lager on Saturday evening, Ooh. local Chicago brewery. Uh, but that's it. Mostly been drinking brown liquor lately uh, because right now uh, I just need the hard stuff because of the way this Iowa basketball team uh, has been playing and uh, the way the season ended. I briefly mentioned the eighty-three seventy-seven 77 loss to Tennessee before – I remembered Harrison said something about beer, so I had to double back. Uh, a game in which Iowa was down as much as 25 points. A game uh, that where Iowa was down 21 at half, but the Hawkeyes battled and battled and made it. Uh, they tied it with uh, they tied it with a few minutes to go, and with us and uh, with 20 seconds left, uh, they had a big stop at the defensive end uh, for Iowa, and um, Joe Weese camp was unable to get a timeout. As it looked like there seemed to be about two seconds left on the clock, no matter overtime, and the Hawkeyes were outscored 12 to six. Um, really outscored all um, com- all by uh, Tennessee guard um,
1: Grant Williams. Grant Williams, did man all by of himself. the match.
0: He turned it on um, Admiral Schofield, who Jordan uh, Jordan Bone, who. Grant Williams, he ended the game with 19 points and seven rebounds. He had uh, seven points in overtime alone. Could have outscored Iowa by himself. Um, really, Harrison Iowa had a chance to go to the Sweet 16, and they—I don't want to say they shit the bed, but uh, they just lost it. We lost a game. We lost a good, hard-fought game, and um, we were not playing on the second weekend. Uh, for it's been since what 2006. The last time we made no, it's been, 16, it's
1: been since 1999. This 99. is the twentieth straight weekend that twentieth straight year that Iowa has not made the second weekend. Not fun at all. Um, but I, you know, I I have got something in the hopper. It'll have been up um by the time we get to it uh, by this by the time this post. And really, I just think Iowa was faced with similar deficits. Um, the last two times they faced a number two seed uh, in the Big Ten or in the National Championship, March Madness. And to me, that is shitting the bed. Uh, if you come out, you never show any fire. Um, really, the, the narrative arc, I think, which ties in really well is Nicholas Baer being the guy who uh, really kept that team going, really himself going against Villanova uh, three years ago. Uh, seeing them put forth the effort uh, that Nicholas did, um, you know, it led to it. It led to them uh, having a chance. And and really, I think if you told Iowa fans, hey, you're going to have a chance uh, inside of a minute to go to the Sweet 16 uh, at the beginning of the year, to me, I think that would have been a successful season. It would have shown, um, you know, some combination of one they're in the tournament two they've won a game an upset at that uh as it played out here and then three you're playing well enough with uh either a seed that's uh pretty high or you're a high seed and uh are looking like you can make the second weekend so i think it's hard to say that the season is a failure there will be people who say that though there are always haters um but it, it, it stinks, and I think credit to Tennessee, um, they overcame a lot, because like it, you're staring down the barrel of having just given up a 25-point lead, and I don't think it's that easy just to finish it out, especially with the baggage that Rick Barnes has. Uh, so I think it showed a lot. Um, I, I was really quite impressed with this Tennessee team, the character that they had. Um, but also the character that Iowa showed in coming back because we've seen Iowa teams in this place before and they folded. They folded like a, I don't know, there's probably some great, uh, like a beer pong table. They folded like a beer pong table. I'd laundry
0: like um, if I folded it, maybe.
1: <laughs> but I mean, they, there is reason to believe in who's coming back. So I think uh, overall, wish the first half was better. But... Not everything can be perfect, right? We're I.O. fans, after all.
0: Yeah, let's put a pin on who's coming back for next year. Uh, real quick for me, the thing to me is I think Tennessee is a team that many uh, – I mean, they're ranked number one for, I think, five weeks this season in total. And some team, people even believe maybe if they would have done a little bit better, if they didn't, wouldn't have gotten pantsed um, in the SEC tournament, uh, they might even be a one seed in this tournament. And uh, – I'm just the lat. What is going on?
1: Going on where?
0: Um, I just got served an ad on ESPN. Oh, could you not hear that? Sorry. Um, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, Tennessee. The how, number, how great Tennessee one, was. They yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. Iowa got blown out in our other two second-round games. We got pants by Villanova by 20 points. Granted, they were the eventual national champion that year. And then who was the team that we played after we beat Davidson? Um, we lost to them by like 50. Gonzaga. Gonzaga schooled us. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I fucking hate moral victories. That's stupid. Uh, but we look good. Like, we didn't get shit on. Uh, I mean, yeah, we did get shit on for 20 minutes of basketball. Um, but when I, when people were actually watching, when the whole nation was watching, when the North Carolina fans were filing into the game, uh, they saw a team that beat them, that has beaten them in their past. Um, I'm talking about North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, you know, they saw a team that deserved to be there. That uh, they saw a team, and they saw a game that makes March great. I mean, it was arguably maybe the best game of the tournament. It was the only overtime game of the tournament so far, right? Uh,
1: yeah. Yes.
0: So it was yes. great. I feel great about that, especially the way the season ended with the Rutgers on senior night and the the Fran and, the Franplosion. And I mean, yeah, getting rocked by Michigan. I was I was less upset with the Michigan rocking. I mean, I I missed the whole game. When I was on a plane, uh, of that uh, Big Ten of that Big Ten game against Michigan. But yeah, Illinois, whatever. They they were not a real team, really and then getting robbed by Michigan whatever i mean losing to illinois would would have sucked but i'm you know i have, you have to be happy with the way the season ended you have to be happy with the way the season e- season went you can be unhappy with the way things were for maybe 4 or 5 weeks but i really think you have to look at the bigger picture here and uh, be happy with how everything is i know it's been you know 10 years with fran and we talked about earlier how um you know no sweet 16 since since 1999 and um, you know, France should have his shit together by then. But uh, you know what? I, I I I've got a better taste in my mouth right now uh, at the end of this basketball season than I did after the end of maybe last football season. But that not you know, not to compare apples to oranges. But people were very happy with the way the last season football ended for whatever reason. Um, and you know, because they have all that optimism and all Americans and everything. It's a little bit different in basketball because you play forty games a year. And um, it's just, um, you know, I'm really happy with the way this team fought. I'm really going to miss Nicholas Baer. I wish we could have won one more for him. I wish we could have won four more for him. (sighs) But uh, peace is coming back. You have to be optimistic, writing, um, you know, we're mad again. And that's all you have to uh, That's what Fran promised, and that's where we are right now. And I'm happy.
1: Yes, let's get mad again, Ben. I am all it again, Ben. I am all in um, uh, to look forward when something comes to a conclusion, but uh, I will say that um, you know, this is the closest that Iowa got to a Sweet 16 since you know, they actually were there 20 years ago um, I-, I think that there were certainly some downs, but I think your point is good in that as Hawkeye fans we need to take the, a look at the bigger picture, and to me, if you're going to focus on the negatives, um, there were also a lot of positives this season. Uh, so so I, I think people will see whatever they want to see. I, I'm not <laughs> necessarily in the persuasion business. Some people think that Iowa should be uh, in the tournament every single year. Some people think they should be contending for Big Ten titles. Um, to me, just like football, Iowa is a developmental um, property uh, when it comes to basketball. And I think you look at this senior class, um, potentially Tyler Cook excluding, um, you know, they, they were in the NIT, then they took a huge step back, um, seasoned from hell in a lot of ways, but they were there, they were the sophomores, learned from it, got better, made the tournament, advanced a week, or a game, and to me, that's where the expectations kind of start for next year, um... Barring the plague Strikes Iowa City Um, And and I think that If Fran's ever going to make a run it's probably going to be Next year We know he's got the offensive talent We know what this team is Capable of defensively Now can they hold Every team to 22 points and a half For a whole season Absolutely not But I think it's good to know that these guys know they're capable of holding a top 10 offense to that kind of output, um, because that that's just the type of belief that you need on the defensive end. Um, and I, I hope that the right mindset change could see Iowa become a little more, not necessarily more defensively oriented, but more willing to really grind grind games out. Um, because if they can do that, they won't see themselves down 25 points in a game next year. Um, they'll always have kind of the offensive capabilities. But just like bad offense leads to bad defense, good defense can lead to good offense. And I think if there's a lesson to learn from these last two games, and we're probably not really going to talk about the Cincinnati game, but they showed a lot of the, those same characteristics. Um in both of the games. And I think that that is as much reason for optimism, uh, going forward.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You brought up a good point with the Cincinnati game. And I guess I did want to, que- I did want to question you brought this up, how, you know, improving their defense and they won't ever be, you know, down 25 points again for the Cincinnati game. When they were, I was down 13, it looked like Cincinnati was playing a completely different sport. It's similar the way – it's sim- <laughs> yeah. no, it's similar. It literally, it felt like Monstars versus Iowa. And then – It really did, yeah. And then that's how it felt for 19 and a half minutes against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so weird to me that it happens back-to-back games on the biggest stage. Um, you mean, obviously, yeah, uh, they've got an offseason of coaching to fix that. But, again, Fran will be going into year 10. Why? Why will that change? I guess maybe. Uh, obviously, you have more experience on play. You already, I mean, you you already defended. The experience coming, in, uh, going. And maybe you know, and the few departures depending on what Tyler Cook is doing. So I just, yeah, I did want to mention how frustrating it was to see, and then how we see these te- this team just get absolutely f- fucking dunked on by Cincinnati, uh, <laughs> and then Tennessee. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, show it's got to be so frustrating and demoralizing when uh, Ta- Bear Nicholas Bear had that had that dunk against Cincinnati after he had just kind of been pushed around, um, beforehand. It's just so weird to me to, to see this team sort of um, these guys just flip a switch and and do that. But um, yeah. I mean, you want to talk next year already? I mean, God.
1: Well, I, I think the the point that. Christina my wife made is hey this team just kind of needed some an adjustment period with the Cincinnati game I mean the Chris Weber it was kind of funny that he said hey Cincinnati's used to this environment like what the first weekend of the tournament and it it was a good point Iowa wasn't used to it it was the first game on a Friday there's a completely different team that I was playing they're maybe bigger faster stronger than they anticipated they certainly looked like that um, but once they really settled in, I thought they made a really smart decision to go to a full-time press. Uh, I think that
0: Chris Webber doesn't think I was that gonna... a smart decision.
1: You didn't? I said Chris Or no, Chris, Chris Webber, Webber didn't. Think you're right. It
0: was a smart decision.
1: <laughs> no, he, he didn't like it at all. Um, but I think that that's something that Fran really needs to take, um, going forward because there are going to be a lot of bodies next year and... It's just... it. It's going to be tough to manage. Um, We saw what happened with Nungi, his freshman year, um, playing a little out of position too often at the three. Um, and I just think that... Everyone's going to really need to have a really well-defined role going into next year. And I think a way to do that is to switch up the defensive philosophy a little bit. If you're pressing teams 100% of the game... It's going, to, or maybe that's kind of like what they do uh, in the middle of the season. Is hey, we're going to flip to a press, and this is who we're going to be. This is how we're going to fight against the Fran fade, so to speak. So I just think that the defensive tools that we saw against Cincinnati and we saw against Tennessee, that stuff that we need to remember. And by we, I'm putting myself on the team. Uh, right, <laughs> that right. that Fran that Fran needs to remember, and these players need to remember, and. Then they can be as good as I think you and I think they can be.
0: So Iowa, you bring up a good point. At the press I haven't thought of—they press quite a bit more. Correct me if I'm wrong. With on the white, on the on, on the Aaron White, Devin Marble, Utah, sap, and Gazelle teams, correct? I feel like they were full. They were a full court press team, uh, tw- twenty to thirty minutes a game. No.
1: Not to my recollection. I know that they did a lot with white, especially at the at the top of it. But so much of the press is just having is just making shots, right? I mean, Iowa's yeah. never going to really be a team that presses full court all the time, and especially in 2016, Iowa it just wasn't very deep, so it didn't really make a lot of sense to press five guys. I have it in, you know, the the, the piece that's up is four guys played 30 minutes for those teams. Now, I don't really think that friend style enables that type of shallow lineup, which is why I think hey, if we have this deeper lineup, let's find a way that we can leverage it. Mm-hmm. Again, putting myself on a team. I this is the first time I've done that in a while, but I guess that's no, why I am You're in shape.
0: Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> God, it felt like I felt like a member of the team. Uh, for a few minutes yesterday, God, that was a fun. That was fun. God, I wish I wish you were still playing. I wish the season was still going on. I've never known happiness. Yeah, well, besides that, for all you know, <laughs> before I went to Iowa, as a Minnesota basketball fan, God damn, I've never had a team go to the Sweet Sixteen in my life. Ugh. Yeah, and feel sorry for me. It's been a while. This is me playing the world's smallest violin for myself. <laughs>
1: I... Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's that's where my philosophy of finding another team that's always in the second weekend. My brother, I've mentioned it oh, before. Yeah. God, I, thought, it. I
0: thought you were going to see your alma-fucking-modder, Purdue. Oh, also my alma mater, <laughs> But they,
1: they only let me down. That's the thing I've learned about them.
0: God. But, hey, I I like their chances.
1: <laughs> what do you say? They're one one-point underdog. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so funny, you're so right about that <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> going to say my
0: other team I have in the Sweet 16 That's also my been there team. In the past, several <laughs> times in the past five years
1: Yeah, but I mean Eastern rolled both of his ankles in the freaking layup line That only happens to Purdue So
0: is he, he, I saw he played like two minutes yesterday Is he going to play at all? against tennessee he
1: only I thought, I thought he played a while i guess he just didn't really need to play that much against villanova because that was a i thought
0: i thought I only saw, maybe that's the two maybe i saw two points in that two minutes
1: oh yeah 12 oh no you're right four oof. great podcasting 27 minutes so he played quite well Oh a
0: bit. Yeah, well whatever um yeah Good, good for...
1: But that's why we're we're a Michigan podcast now, I guess. Michigan podcast,
0: I, um, God, they're going to win it. They're, 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 uh, 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 Texas Tech looked really good against Buffalo yesterday. That's the game I watched. They did. Oh, closest after Iowa. Gonzaga, Florida State, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Um... Does this tournament suck so far? Now that it's all—it's kind of all chalk. The highest seed is 12 seed Oregon, who I would beat. People forget that. People do. Um, and they kind of they smoked Wisconsin. That was awesome. Uh, it was. Kansas State yeah. lost to UC Irvine, so they drew a 13 seed, smoked them. Um, and now they got a, you know, Virginia will probably, you know, beat Oregon. So it's, it's a lot of chalk. A lot of chalk was so far.
1: Yeah. And those are the two, the two that
0: are. That's the two. Well, um, I i thought they were gonna fizzle. God, fucking Bruce Pearl.
1: I know that asshole.
0: Can, I can't believe USC was playing so well. Michigan State, I kind of thought I was gonna. Well, yeah, Minnesota.
1: Yeah, that was super weird. Um, I mean, the the tournament as a whole has been underwhelming, but I think going forward i think it can only mean good things like uh you look at florida state versus gonzaga that's a rematch from last year in the sweet 16 um my god that florida state team like they just
0: they're so physical. they're chewed they're up so, john Morant
1: and his racers my gosh they were good they're
0: arguably the most fun team to watch i think
1: well, yeah. How's your leading scorer come off the bench? Right. Like, I, I think that I like that take, Ben. They they are super fun. They have scores. They have a long athletic defense. And I mean, you never know Leonard what's gonna Hampton. happen
0: when they're like Duke. Everybody's watching Zion. There's a goddamn Zion cam. Like, you kind of with with Florida State. You have no. It's a surprise. It's a magic show every time. You don't know what's gonna happen and who's gonna play and who is going to create scoring, how they're going to score and on the defensive end, all five of those all five of their starters can defend. They're a big scary team.
1: Yeah, I would not want to face them. Good thing Iowa will not um Michigan might. But yeah, somehow they only beat Vermont by Seven points, which seems a little wonky. Um no, I didn't see that. But, you know, all that matters is that you win. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you beat the darling everyone wanted that isn't Zion um, by 28 <laughs> points, I mean, you're doing something right. That Cabangale... cabin Yeah, right? That's how his yeah. name? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pronounced uh, 8 of 10, 2 of 2 from 3. I mean, 22 points just... My goodness, what a play! Max
0: is going to be so mad that we're talking about the Knowles and he's not here.
1: Is he a big Florida State guy? No,
0: not at all. But he likes the internet of talking about the Knowles. Um, uh, okay. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about for the tourney? Otherwise, what do we got? Iowa Woman.
1: Yes, the women.
0: Sweet sixteen bound. Play the winner. Uh, uh who do we know who the the playing?
1: It is NC State in Greensboro, Greensboro, which is uh not a fun draw if you That's ask me. Super
0: not no. Um, uh, but I actually did watch uh most of the game against Missouri. With the uh, coverage was actually, in my opinion, fine. Um, how did you consume the game?
1: Yeah, so the first one I was super frustrated with because I flipped it straight to the whip arounds, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, did they whip you around! Yeah, there was like no I game at I, I, mean, yeah.
0: I didn't see it. I was I couldn't.
1: That was brutal. So then I went on the app, mm-hmm. and then after the Iowa game, uh, or the men's game, excuse me, they're both Iowa, right. obviously. Um, flipped over to ESPN. They had it on. So I'm like, ooh, we're gonna be able to watch it in full. But, no, they whipped it around, but it was... At least we were watching games this time, so just watch the app on, on both occasions. Um, I, I hate the term wake-up call, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's certainly what Mercer provided them. Uh, oh, yeah. But they yeah, also just yeah. kind of needed... Like, it had been, like, two weeks since they had played basketball last, so... Mercer was on a
0: 17-game winning streak. Like, I don't care who you are.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that. Like, I mean this is a team that's used to winning it's going to be hard to beat a team that's used to winning mm-hmm. so uh the 20 turnovers was not fun at all but they cleaned those up and uh looked really good against missouri
0: yeah the missouri game i feel like the majority of it was on we got it on espn too uh there was the minimal whip around at least in chicago i felt um got I mean Megan Gustafson, you know mackenzie meyer great the whole team is just uh, there. I feel like there's no weak spots on uh, in, the, in the starting five. Um, and then what? What more can you say about making Gustafson nineteen freaking rebounds? Are you kidding me? Is that a joke?
1: It is not. It's only a joke if you're the opponent, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the the starting five is really just tremendous to watch because they, like I mentioned, with kind of the Iowa men this team has such defined roles and that's what I want the men to get to like I mean you know they they have their sets that they run they know the spots to get Gussis in the ball the high-low action between both her and Hannah Stewart I mean oh my god it is just so fun to watch Um, and and then when when you can supplement that with three-point shooting like Myers provided it's just it's going to take a lot to knock them off. Uh, certainly, they're playing two teams that can beat I or two teams on the docket potentially that can beat Iowa between um, uh, NC State. Haven't really read all that much about them, but they're a three seed for a reason, right? And uh, Baylor, who is uh, less I checked. Baylor. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: man. I don't know this Iowa women's team. Yeah, that's a tough draw, obviously, in Greensboro. To win is the game.
1: It is super early on. I think Saturday is when it actually is. I, I saw that it's like a t- potentially a ten thirty start Central Time.
0: Ugh. Uh, I guess it's not that much earlier eleven, like these things been playing, but still. Um. I don't know, man. Elite 8? Yeah, they
1: play on Saturday. Time to be determined. Pardon?
0: I mean, this team could go to the Elite 8. God, I can't believe it. That would be an exciting moment. Good for this team. Good for the women. Um,
1: One last shout-out. That crowd in Carver-Hawkeye, like...
0: 12,000, right? me.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, they were super into it. They were into it on Friday, too. Um, but it's a little different into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, in the sense that they're just kind of a different feeling in the air, but on Saturday, man, that, that helped prove to be the difference when they were able to stretch that game to like what it ended up 16 points, like really pretty crazy. You don't get crowds like that. I think they're probably going to lead, um, the tournament in kind of the, the attendance for each pod. I saw that they led attendance that first game and, To me, what it ultimately proves is Carver-Hawkeye is a good venue. It just needs to be an event, like a capital E event for people to trudge through the snow and up the hill and through Coralville to get there. It just needs to be an event.
0: Yeah, I hard agree. I think, like, people just don't appreciate the fact, like, Carver, there's not a bad seat in there. I don't want to have this conversation right now, but Carver is totally fine. Yeah, no, no, Carver yeah. is totally yeah. fine. Uh, it's just on the people, and I'm going to place a lot of blame on the school, uh, and whoever manages the events there on it. Um, quick, another shout out: Spencer Lee is a back-to-back NCAA wrestling champion, toppling Virginia's Jack Mueller five nothing. Spencer Lee came out once again playing uh, with uh, the Pokemon theme song blaring through the speakers. I want to be. Proceed to kick Jack Mueller's ass, and he is now another NCAA champion. Uh, Iowa takes fourth place overall in NCAAs. Um, kind of where they're projected to win, I think, going in around. So um, Sam Stoll sort of toppling. Uh, Dropped us down a few points, I think, in the end uh, with that whole weird season he had. Uh, Marinelli, uh, that was tough to see. But, um, you know, the future could still be, you know, the SIWA team. You still have to trust in them. It's just always, you know, Penn State's world. We're just living in it.
1: It really is, uh, Ben. Um, I didn't get to watch the match, but uh, always exciting to see a two-time national champion. I think it was just the 22nd, um, which seems like there should actually be yeah, more. Yeah. Um, well,
0: yeah, I was surprised when I saw but, that.
1: But <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. Um, it just seems like, a, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Penn State's world, we're living in it. Um, we'll be interesting to see next year. I know Trez is on it um, in terms of very early projections, but Spencer Lee might do that Olympic red shirt to try and uh, make the big dance, the real big dance. And uh, I guess we, we shall see how that plays out. But, um, you know, a good place to be, not where Tom Brands, I'm sure, wants to be because he's a maniac like most wrestlers. Right. And uh, we just hope that we can maybe knock, a, knock Penn State off just once or twice.
0: Well, there you go. Uh... Decent weekend for Iowa Athletics. Uh, they held Pro Day. Also, the Iowa Football Pro Day happened uh, today. This is a Monday recording. Um, anything you saw? We have...
1: Yeah, so... I think the thing that maybe sticks out is probably Gronowig. Uh, that four four three. 4 3 I know... It was Riley McCarron two years ago who ran a sub four four, and Mark Morehouse brought it up. He's got two hundred and seventy one thousand dollars in a uh, Super Bowl ring out of it. So you know what? That was the most important forty yard dash he ever ran, um, and it could be the most important forty yard dash that Gronewig ever went runs. Um, so certainly, pretty exciting to see that. That was really the one that stuck out for me.
0: Uh, like Kyle Gronewig, he was he's a senior.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was like he graduated in three. Years. Well, no, he didn't even graduate. That's right. From he came Sioux from Falls. Sioux
0: Falls. Okay, I'm looking at this now. Um, he had 24 punt returns this year, I guess. Uh, let's see, Matt Nelson is gonna. I we talk. I want to talk a little about this. Matt Nelson. Uh, people are looking at him yeah. possibly playing offensive line. All you know, six six uh, 250 plus pounds of him. I think it's a little. Or no, he's 6'8", right?
1: Yeah, he's 6'8", like, yeah. close to 280, um,
0: I think. God, this fucking Hawkeye Sports website sucks. Uh, I don't get why he <laughs> he switched offensive line after playing defensive line, you know, his entire career. He was getting asked questions about it. Um, he saw, you know, saw things like uh, Parker Hesse also worked out at tight end and uh, fullback. Um, I just don't, you know, you hear about this stuff happening, but NFL teams never, feel. I feel like they never fall if you're on it.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, the one that sticks out in my mind is that Nate Solder. I don't know if He's he was actually tackle, right? a tight end or he was just always a tight end, yeah. but I know he has similar, or excuse me, or he was always an offensive lineman, but I know he has similar measurables to... To Nelson, just being super tall at six eight, my guess is that what has um, probably NFL people concerned about him is just like he just doesn't have a whole lot of that badonkadonk.
0: <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's not thick <laughs> enough, <laughs> like he, to be it's like only that two C's.
1: He is not thick enough to be to <laughs> to be like a, a bona fide defensive tackle at the next level, but he's certainly talented enough he's been coached by some of the best coaches in line play that exist in the game i'm sure um so he understands how kind of that game within a game is played um and, and it's really just a matter of if he's wants to do it um we mentioned the the combine piece a couple weeks ago by wright thompson but nfl guys don't really like potential players that have choices, and Matt Nelson certainly has choice, Um, but to me, it's, um, this is the type of thing, if it's your dream, always go after your dream while you can, Uh, so wish him the best of luck, hopefully it turns out well for him, because even, you know, two seasons worth of uh, practice squad paychecks can net you six figures and potentially a Super Bowl ring, you never know. Can't put a price on that. I
0: guess we'll either have Matt Nelson, the brain surgeon, or Matt Nelson, the Super Bowl champion. Why not both? (laughs) Why not both? Uh, Another thing quick. Nick Easley said he ran a a 6.5 second three cone drill. That would be good enough for second fastest in the entire combine. Uh, If that's true. I could certainly see him getting a shot more so. God, dare I say, I think... um, I don't know if Riley McCarron can get a shot. I see no reason why uh, Nick Easley can. I'm not so sure your boy Wig is. Um, but I feel good about
1: I <laughs> That's fair. No, no I, I, I think uh, right, that was right, just right. kind of the number that stuck out to me. But, yeah, Nick Easley, you're right. He's That's quick. And, you know, all you need is a... Uh, Taking in a chance, or I don't know what it is. Yeah. chipping a seat. He was. That's I it. think
0: he was pretty underrated. He was one That's of my favorite players his uh, junior year, his first year he came in. He regressed a little bit last year. Um, I think just because so many balls went to Hawkinson and Fant, but he was really, I was really impressed with him in his junior year, and he was a, he was a great player. I was going to miss him. Um, you know, we'll see if Brandon Smith and Emir Smith Marset will. <sighs> Carry the load. Um, already. Mm-hmm. Anything else you? Uh, that's that's all I got for Hawkeye Sports today. Did we miss anything?
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything else? You have something at the tail end of the the docket?
0: Um, how easy is it for fucking Matt to edit this out? I I mean I was I uh, I went out. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I went, went out, out with a cyclone on a date fan. on Saturday night with an Iowa State graduate. Um, the, the this girl was um, so, so uh, <laughs> mad. End this. I don't want to talk about this.
1: That's fine. I mean, so you can you could end yeah, it. Yeah, she's an Iowa, she State, was an Iowa, fan so- and, Iowa State Cyclone and, um, graduate. That's really all all you need to know, Ben.
0: God, I was shy I, I that threw me you, off. Yeah. She was an Iowa, State, an Iowa State fan, and I, I won't be seeing her again. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No I house divided. That.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, uh, one last thing. We got to let the peacock, peacock fly. fly.
0: Frank Garza, my man, the guru of Go. That guy, um, he needs to be mic'd up for everything. And we also, if there's anybody in sales, if we have any... Um, <laughs> salesforce listeners so if any of my friends are listening uh give frank garza a follow and read his book and his what we're gonna plug his website this is free frank you can find me at renboss on twitter and start doing some ads for us conscious selling selling the conscious way the high road to sales success this is frank garza's website everybody where he
1: it is tremendous. I we, I could recommend it highly enough.
0: No, I'm, no I'm not no, being no, ironic. No. I'm him serious. And Guru Ganesha welcome us to conscious selling. For the first time in sales training history, the fast-paced visionary ingenuity of the West has been fused with the ancient yogic wisdom of the East. That's all I'm going to give you a taste of, on consciousselling.com. Ooh, so good. check out Frank Garza, number one fan this is a Frank Garza blog now soon to be a Frank Garza podcast (laughs) it it sure is (laughs) so funny alright that's it I am Ben Ross I'll be alone forever signing off here uh, with me is the happily married Harrison Starr known as (laughs) Boilerhawk I have a great night everyone go Hawks Ah. we miss you Max